The IRS tax code is about 2,600 pages long. It's no wonder most people miss out on some of the best tax saving strategies. So today, I'm sharing four of the best tax loopholes you can use to save on taxes. The first loophole comes from IRS Section 280A, nicknamed the Augusta Rule. The story goes that in the 1970s, a group of influential members from Augusta National Golf Club lobbied Congress on specific tax breaks related to their home rentals. In particular, they wanted to make sure their short-term rentals would avoid taxes. Not surprisingly, having friends in the right places worked. With rentals during the Masters going for up to $25,000 a week, this was a huge tax break. Now the members and locals could rent out their homes during the week of the tournament and pocket all of the income completely tax-free. The Augusta Rule allows you to rent out your house for up to 14 days a year, and any income generated during that time period is totally tax-free. You don't even need to report it on your taxes. There's no cap on how much the rental income can be, but it should be comparable to the market rate. You can use this loophole yourself. Maybe the next time there's a big event in your town, you look into renting it out short term and it's gonna be completely tax-free. Like a lot in our tax code, this gets even more interesting if you own a business. You can technically rent out your home to your own business. If you do this with your business, your business will get a tax deduction. You personally don't have to report the income either. This is the ultimate tax hack. If you try to do this with your business, it must be a necessary normal business expense. Say you wanna hold an annual board meeting or you wanna do a retreat, great, that works, but you do need to make sure you keep proper records and a paper trail. And it's important when using this that you find, again, comparable properties. Don't try to get away with charging five times the average rate. If all the homes in your area rent for $2,000 a week during a certain event, don't try to rent your home to your business for $20,000 during that week. You're just going to be asking for an audit. One thing to be careful of is if you are a business owner doing this, your home can't be your primary place of business. Now, it can be a second home that qualifies for this tax break, but again, that has to be classified as a personal residence, which depends on how much of the year you use it for personal use compared to the days it's rented out. Next up, we have a particularly beneficial loophole for business owners. As a business owner, you can hire your children to work for your business and shift some of your personal income to them. By employing your children, you're basically moving taxable income from your higher tax bracket to your child's bracket, which could be 0%. I call this income shifting. Again, you're just moving income from yourself to your child. The standard deduction for 2023 is 13,850. That means you can pay your child up to 13,850 and they'll owe zero taxes on that. Now this doesn't mean you can only pay your child that much. If it makes sense, by all means, pay them more. Once they cross that amount, the next dollars will still be taxed at 10%. So you're still shifting income from your tax bracket to theirs. And the best part about this is now your child has what the IRS calls earned income, which just means they can contribute to a Roth IRA. In 2023, you can put in up to 6,500 into a Roth. Roth IRAs don't get a tax deduction when you make the contribution, but since your child isn't paying taxes, that doesn't matter. Now they can start building and growing wealth completely tax-free by investing within the Roth IRA. So let's go over how to actually implement this. First, you should pay them with a W-2 and not 1099. If they're 1099 workers, they will owe self-employment tax of 15.3%. Second, the ideal business structure is an unincorporated business, such as a sole proprietorship or an LLC. That way, their pay won't be subject to withholding. Unfortunately, if you have an S-Corp or a C-Corp, their pay will be subject to withholding and FICA taxes. Not all is lost though. If you do have an S-Corp, for example, you could set up a family management company. You would then pay the family management company and the family management company would then pay your child. This could, in theory, avoid the self-employment tax. Now this is starting to get pretty 
deep in the woods with tax strategies. So like anything else with business tax deductions, you want to document this, make sure these are essential uh, business expenses to avoid any issues. That means you pay your child for work. You can't pay them for work they aren't doing. You can't pay them a crazy hourly rate way above market norms. You want to document this, keep records of all the details, just as you would with any other employee on payroll. All right, tax loophole number three is the backdoor Roth. If you're above the income threshold to contribute directly to a Roth IRA and you have a 401k, so you can't make a deductible contribution to a traditional IRA, the backdoor Roth is an amazing strategy. You do this by making a non-deductible contribution to an IRA for 2023, let's say 6,500, and then you immediately convert it into a Roth IRA. Since your IRA contribution was not deductible, there's no tax on the conversion. This strategy enables you to take advantage of tax-free growth in a Roth IRA, even if your income would have originally disqualified you. Without this strategy, your only option would be to save into a normal brokerage account, which is great, but it is subject to capital gains taxes and any interest and dividends are taxable throughout the year. Now you've essentially sheltered your savings from those taxes, even though you aren't supposed to be able to make a contribution because of your income. This also applies to a mega backdoor Roth which is essentially the same principle, but you do it by making after-tax contributions to your 401k and then converting them to a Roth. With this strategy, you could save up to 40,500 into a Roth each year. Now this relies on having a few particular features of your 401k and it gets pretty detailed. So in the description below, I'll include a link to a video and an article I wrote on how to exactly do this. Keep in mind, every few years legislation looks at this particular loophole. So now could be a great time to implement this because it might be gone soon. Last loophole, it relates to how to optimize your health savings account at HSA. If you're not familiar with HSAs, they're tax-advantaged accounts designed to help you cover medical expenses. They let you contribute to the HSA and get a tax deduction upon contribution, but it also allows you to then invest the money and it can grow tax-free. And then when you withdraw it later in life for medical expenses, it's also tax-free. Sadly, even among those that have an HSA, most don't make the most of this account. Less than 6% of people with HSAs use them the way I suggest. Most people simply make a contribution, then they use their HSA like a checking account to pay for ongoing medical costs. Now there's nothing wrong with that. If you wanna do that, great. You should look at changing your strategy. To do this, what you should do is invest the funds within your HSA, and whenever you do have a medical expense, just pay that with cash. This leaves your HSA funds intact and continue to grow and compound completely tax-free. Then later in life or in retirement, you can withdraw the money from your HSA completely tax-free as it's gonna count as you paying yourself back. Doing this turns your HSA into the most powerful and tax-efficient investment account there is, even doubling as another retirement account, essentially. Take myself. My three-year-old went to the doctor a couple weeks ago. Because I had an HSA, we had to pay out of pocket since we have a high deductible. Healthcare didn't cover this cost. It cost 65 bucks, paid with cash, and I kept and cataloged the receipt so that years from now, I can take out the $85 of my HSA, even if I don't have medical costs at the time, and it'll be totally tax-free since technically I'm paying myself back. Now this allows me to keep my HSA funds intact and invested to keep growing. Now to do this correctly, again, you wanna keep track of this, track your expenses, medical receipts, you can do this yourself or some HSAs now offer this. Lively is an HSA provider that offers this feature where they'll track receipts. Fidelity is a good option, even though I don't think they have receipt tracking yet. So if not, just store them on your own. That's all I have for today. Um, again, some resources are below in the description, and I'd love to hear what tax strategies are your favorites in the comments below. Thanks. Thanks for watching. Again, my name is Ryan, this is Peter, and we run a financial advisory firm called Bull Oak Capital. If you want to learn more about how we help our clients achieve true financial independence, be sure to check out bulloakcapital.com.